So, swimming I... baths. Again, I read somewhere that if you... Swim, <laughs> <laughs> something else. Go on. Oh, God. Go on. <laughs> if you hold your breath and build up your tolerance for holding your breath, eventually the adaptation is that the surface area of your carotid arteries increases... And so you get more cerebral blood flow and it's meant to make you think more clearly and increase your effective IQ. So I thought, okay, I'll give this a try. But you have to accumulate quite a lot of time under tension, like quite a lot of total volume. <laughs> and they recommend doing it in a swimming pool. I don't know why. So I went to a swimming pool daily for two weeks to accumulate an hour of time underwater, which usually, which took <laughs> which took two hours, obviously, because you need half the time to breathe and then half the time to... Hold your breath underwater. <laughs> so you were bobbing up and down, static, in, the in, a, in a, a public pool. swimming bath for two weeks. For two weeks, <laughs> every day. Yeah, I can't remember how what, what part of it tickled Johnny. Was did anything? They develop? asked you to leave, didn't they? They yeah, they asked me to leave one pool, <laughs> and then I so I changed pool. <laughs> so you went to a different pool. Yeah, and then oh my the, god, the second pool weren't so bothered. So. <laughs> this was during his summer holidays, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I wonder whether the <laughs> lifeguards just don't care or if they think, like, oh, I'm used to this bollocks. What again. a weirdo. Oh, no, another one of it's these. trying to raise his IQ up again. Like, in the morning, you wake up, like, when we're going to do day up, oh, got to go to the pool. Spend for an two hour hours. <laughs> yeah, 12th day in a row. So, was it only two weeks you did it for? Two weeks. It was Did quite you? unpleasant. I didn't notice any difference. <laughs> but, like, I, I didn't do it very scientifically because I, I should have tested something before and after. Mm. But mm. I was just expecting this. Uh, to be honest, I probably dropped my IQ. How, from, how did they ask you to leave the pool? Loss of brain cells. Like, what was the conversation around leaving oh, the pool? Oh, son, you kind of do that in here. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Increase the Increase <laughs> No, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Did they think you were... <laughs> Being weird. ...harassing someone or, like, looking under the water at people and then... I were you facing the wall? Yeah. You, you were facing, facing the wall? Yeah. In a corner? In a, in a corner with a watch. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. I went skiing a couple of years ago and someone got testicular torsion at the top of a mountain. Oh my god. (laughs) Is is that where it twists the wrong way? That's the worst pain. But surely is it not easy to just twist it back? Twist it back, yeah. I would have thought that, but... I'm guessing not, and but the fact that he, so he was like I don't know thirty miles up in a up oh, in a mountain somewhere. Wow! And it's a, it's an emergency procedure because the longer it's occluded, yeah. the the more you can you can risk like an ischemic ball, and then you lose use, ball. use words, use it. Yeah, you you, you lose. <laughs> so if there's no blood in your ball. It gets it gets bad. dead. Dead. It gets dead. It, it gets, gets dead fast. <laughs> it gets dead fast, like really fast. So he. How long have you got? I think like. Three four hours. Wow, not so long. So he. Um, that feels like quite a while. Yeah. I suppose when you're, like, in, you're like, at the top of a fucking mountain. <laughs> I wouldn't want to push. Got to use yeah. every minute of that and yeah. get off the mountain. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's fine. I've got three hours. I can take my time with this. <laughs> I'll go back up in the ski. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he had to get a, an ambulance down into France, and then it, it untwisted by the time he got into hospital. So he must that have felt like a bit. That is the worst. <laughs> two hours of your life, isn't it? Have a look at my balls. Anyone have a look at my car, they're fine. <laughs> I might just do that. It's like when you, the, the worst possible, like, 
extension on cried occluded test like ringing IT just as you ringing not ringing IT like ringing a helpline ringing for help with something technological as it fixes yeah except it's your balls and it's an ambulance and you're Mm -hmm. on a mountain and they're like have you tried switching it on and off again you're like yes I have yes I have (laughs) have you tried it twisting it yes and then you try it and you're like I did I just double twisted it made it worse you got 50-50 chance of getting it wrong Oh, it's right, you tighten lefty Lucius meant to just, just always <laughs> what, Always. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is it right, you tighten lefty Lucy from your perspective or, or from the ball's perspective? <laughs> Not a risk you want to And which way is the ball looking? Up. Yeah. Up. Up at you, I think. Fucking yeah. back to front if it's twisted. Does oh. it will not be looking down and out. So, it's, what is, what's today? December 29th? 28th? 28th. 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 So you about not knowing what day it is. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, December 28th, three days until New Year's Eve. Have you got any New Year's resolutions, Johnny? N- no, not in the strictest sense, but I would quite like to try and meditate every day in 2017. It's a big ask. Minimum, well, what, ten minute, minimum 10 minutes? Just a minimum of anything. Like, well, arguably you could do done a second. <laughs> like, needs to be an appreciative amount Okay, all right, you're right. So like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah, 10 minutes. minutes, minutes. Someone on eighteen day streak so far. Headspace. No. Hi, it's Andy. Hi, I'm Andy. <laughs> what are you using? Are you using Muse? No. Um, oh God. Insight Timer, just a free app, and I use like. Um, so is this unguided meditation? YouTube, I use like YouTube videos of. There's a woman called Tara Brock, who's really good. Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. It's going really well. Cool. Really well, 17, 17 day streaks pretty good it's the best if I've ever got, had if you've got headspace and you do 15 days in a row mm. you can gift a month of headspace to anyone that is really cool in a year I haven't done 15 <laughs> days in a row I promised my mum in February that oh, I'd give her a month no. of headspace and haven't been able to meet the you've got to keep promises to your fucking mum. mother <laughs> <laughs> and your mum just knows that it's, it's due to my chronic lack of self-discipline it's what? quite impressive though. So Johnny said to me one day, Yusuf, can you sell meditation to me? And I, I think I'm, I'm a, you were saying like, oh, I'm going to try like four minutes a day for it. I said, just don't faff around with four minutes. Just <laughs> do 30 minutes a day for 10 days. And tell me you don't feel any different. And yeah. that's, that's the sort of thing that someone needs. Like, that's exactly what I needed. We're He's in like, a, right, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In what way? I'm going I'm to meditate for... And I did feel a bit different. Mm. That's I just needed the tiniest little bit of me feeling something mm. from doing it. Yeah, I think it's the only way with with any kind of process that mm. is that's hard to get an immediate feel for. Like like training, mm-hmm. you wouldn't tell someone to come in the gym and just curl on a Friday for one set and then go home. You'd say like dive into this program, do it for a month, and then you'll notice something as a result. The results will be the for motivator. Sure. It's interesting talking about meditation and stuff like that because I'd done little bits this year for the first time really ever and then recently started doing yoga and apparently so yeah I'd done that and doing yoga the particular brand of which I've done not I've done maybe 10 five ten sessions or something so far and the particular kind of stuff that I've been doing has been quite inwardly focused as well not super flow yoga is quick isn't it I think so yeah so this is this is more you're holding poses for maybe sort of 30 seconds to a minute at a time um, with little periods where you'd speed up during it and I think that that for me has taken some of the feelings that I get from meditation certainly the feelings afterwards that little bit of sort of euphoria and lightheadedness type thing that's taken that to a, a totally different level obviously you, 
you feel pretty good when you do mobility and you stretch in any case, even though mm. we never, none of us ever do it. Like, because it's nasty. Yeah, yeah. because because yeah. because it sucks. Yeah. But somehow, when you're doing it and you're justifying it in the class and it's yoga and you're mm. doing all the rest of it, that coupled with the little bit of clearing the clearing the mind is has been fantastic. I managed to get one. I went away to Tenerife for three days and went on TripAdvisor. Just tried to find myself something cool that I could do while I was out there, whether it be Thai boxing or weightlifting class or whatever. And it came up that there was a really good yoga class that goes on as the sun sets and this woman's found a circle sort of like a circle lookout of rock that she goes and does the class on so you have to go through a hotel out onto this walkway the promenade um, and it's on like the southwest coast of Tenerife so you are on basically just above the waves watching the sunset and she adjusts the start time every month that was the so, photo you sent yeah so now we get so that you get 45 minutes with it above the horizon and then it drops and you get a little bit of time when it's that and you, we got the whole green flash and shit like that as well like when it went that fresh sea air sound of the wind sound of the breeze mm. and the sun setting whilst doing yoga is it's probably going to stick with me for a little while mm. and you um, have to go do it in a, in a little hot room hot, 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 yeah. boiling <laughs> hot room and heating I, I positioned myself really unfortunately I hadn't worked out why but I positioned myself right in front of one of the heaters at the place that we go to in Newcastle. Exactly the same thing happened. Um, well, I didn't Good. know why. I like there was loads of room. Loads of these people were crammed into the middle, and then there was all this space on the oh, edges. And I was like, oh, this, is, <laughs> "This is fantastic! I can have all of this room to myself to fall over while I'm trying to get downward dog." Mm. And I, yeah, I was right in front of one of these, one of these heaters. Mm. I swear there was like smoke coming off me at it one is, point. It's like so hot. Like I've never been. I've never been that got that hot that quickly. Mm. Because it's just, you know, when you... That like, wasn't even hot yoga. No, they do, they, do, they do a warm and a hot Vispana as well. So yeah. we did a, a warm, warm one. Right, okay. When when you said you were going to come and you didn't. That wasn't warm. One of the many, to, right, one okay. Of the many times. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wrote an email about this, actually, saying that... About like, me not turning up? Yeah. Um, it was just a really nasty email with no point. Who to? No, no, to our email list. It wasn't about that. It was about yoga classes right. and how I've said, Yusuf wrote an article about yoga like four years ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I'm going to give yoga a try. It, yeah. And I, I just, I keep telling myself, I'll, I'll watch a YouTube video or I'll do something like that. Or like I'll buy a course, download it and do it myself. Just never. This but is, going to a class. It's so, it, there's that level of um, accountability, I think, to someone else. And the structure, it's the reason why... you wouldn't do that full routine in your room because you'd be like, this is bullshit. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it sucks as well. You this is so hard. You can't work yourself as hard. And this is, why, this is why I've got so much respect for guys who do solitary sports, stuff like weightlifting. Guys like yourselves that go in and do these these programs with percentages that are it's designed to bring you close to the stage of death. Yeah. And you are in, you know, specifically yourself, you, Johnny's got a garage gym and as long as the neighbours aren't in, he's allowed to lift as much as he wants in there. And when, you know, for me to think that you're in there pulling weights that you literally like, you know, you, it's going to be max effort like mm. all the time. For me, I the very least need to be in a public setting or a moderately public setting. Even if I'm maybe on my own, I need to be there. Or then take it a step further when you're doing stuff that's like tough or maybe dull or boring or, or you don't really get it like I think you need that that's me normally like the, the garage gym is a is a backup yeah um, which is worse because it's always when I can't be bothered to go to a gym or when it's closed but I still somehow manage 
to get into the garage and start training. And so just... you said the spreadsheets and the percentages. I think that's our way of tricking ourselves into <clears throat> completing a session. The because, accountability. Well, yeah, just because like everyone loves ticking off a list, mm-hmm. and so when completing you've got... an action. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. See, I don't. I, I've never had that. I've never ever really, apart from the stuff that you guys have written for me, I've followed things through. But with that, it's usually like four by like four by fourteen, or you know whatever mm-hmm. it might be, like different rep progressions. Only recently have you guys, well, relatively recently for me, have you guys started writing programs where you would have like proper percentages in, or mm-hmm. when you when you're doing like RPE and stuff like that. That's not been around for so long with your guys' sort of programs, mm. um, and I think that yeah, quite rightly for that. Um, it's just it's just that, like got to get it done. It exists so that you can say like I how much it. can I do for one, and then we have a scale to say well that's going to be really hard. Yeah. So and it, yeah. But no, yeah, I think the. Um, certainly doing the classes and stuff like that and having the teacher at the front I had a few friends who do meditation and, and things and I'd mentioned about the classes to them as well and they said that they don't like the idea of doing yoga in a class because they think it would make them too outwardly focused because they'd be like self-conscious or whatever <laughs> I can see that I didn't find that no I didn't either so there's a quote from Gary Weber where he talks about this he's criticising yoga as he says as soon as you're in a class there's this sense of competitiveness and comparison which takes you in opposite in the opposite direction to the inward focus you're supposed to try and cultivate. Mm-hmm. But I think when you after ten minutes of getting gaining some momentum with it, you lose that and it sort of dissolves, and then you are inwardly focused. So even if you come in with your mind buzzing, yeah, like I'm fully sold on yoga. I could talk about it for hours. Mm-hmm. Like having looked through some of the there's some interesting data now on the physiological mechanisms of why yoga actually creates that sense of mental quiet when you come out is of this to session. do with the, are you talking about to do with the actual positions that you're in the physical <clears throat> positions that you're in rather than what you're doing with your mind the positions and the breathing and everything right. and so it's not just placebo by the looks of it the 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 way that you breathe and the um there's a I'll, I'll link the study as well but it talks about the specific breathing technique sort of exaggerates the sinus arrhythmia so that when you breathe in and out your heart rate changes pace so when you breathe in it speeds up and breathe out it slows down you can exaggerate that, and then when you do the closed glottis breathing, that modulates the vagus nerve. Ooh, uh, ooh, ajayi, ujjayi or breath. Ujjayi. Um, and there's a few other things about like the entrainment of biorhythms with when you're doing like a mantra or saying something, that your brain waves all kind of start to synchronize with each other. It, what's the end result? The end result is this sense of calm, like the. the and mood what's to, the what's the physiological <clears throat> end result? So dropped heart rate, more parasympathetic activity. Um, and they're using it they're saying how this can be used for treatment of anxiety and depression and stuff as well Mm -hmm. so um, it's pretty cool to see that there is some basis for it and maybe it's not just something that feels nice yeah well even if it does just feel nice like well that's an end in itself yeah but over thousands of years people have just kind of found the positions and things which coincidentally yeah i mean some of the uh let's say some of the stuff that we've done where it was especially holding um like holding positions for quite a while that for me was quite nice there was a bit did you do the did you do some of the flow stuff where you've got to breathe in with a movement and then out oh, you go down yeah. that for me was really hard mm, because i needed to breathe like three times as much as i was <laughs> because i was sweating and shaking to try and hold these fucking poses yeah. and then i looked across and dawn 37 year old mother of three and a half from long benton was walking it like absolutely fine it's because um, the way that we've adapted from training is to become more glycolytic, fast twitch, like 
um, power, power, yeah, power, like all power. So when like I've got three sets of eight, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and you've you're got to explode the. You can't, yeah. power, you can't power yourself through. Like some of the ones that we were doing, the class that I did while I was away in Tenerife, specifically, was really different. And um, some of the positions that we were in there, like were they were just difficult to hold. Just really deep, long, long positions where you start shaking within three seconds of of getting into them, and you're like. You loop your hand around the back of your thing, and yeah, but we've done that. All of that again. If you've if you listen to our Kit Lachlan podcast, he talks about that being the thing which is. So you're you're diving into the discomfort there, and it's designed to be uncomfortable so that you can move into it and then take that off the mat. So that when you have this internal physical resistance, that that's accompanied with a mental resistance as well. And as soon as you drop the mental resistance, the body calms down as well and it, is, stops it was quite cool like we the, the few that we did so there's a few situations where I was I'm holding this position I'm like I'm the only person in the room struggling yeah and I turn around and there's this guy going like yeah. <laughs> you know like only barely you know that, just... you know that the <laughs> listeners can't see I know I know I know that Th- there was a good sound effect there yeah, that. people get it and, and there was another one where I'm with my hand on the floor and no matter what I did it's like a side plank no matter what I did my elbow just would not lock I'm thinking like surely this is going to be this is just, I, I hold a bench press above me yeah. three, four times a week and I can't hold my own body weight without my arm unlocking. Yeah. And I looked at you, Seth, and he was just having the exact same problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like looking like puzzled donors. <laughs> <laughs> but some of those positions are really hard. It's and quite, actually, let's calculate the weight because if, if you're in a side plank <laughs> position with one arm, so when, when you're in a plank, 70% of your weight is on your arms. Right. Well, it can only be your so body it, weight, can't it? Well, no, so it's twice. Because it's one arm. On one arm. So you don't bench press with one arm, do you? So but it can it, only be as much as you weigh. If it's, it's, yeah, it's 70% of your weight, but it's times two. But it can only be the most it can be. Yeah, I'm aware. Why can't it? Why, does it, why is it times so, two? Because you're only using one fucking arm. <laughs> but it can only be so Johnny, 90, But you push a bench kilos. press with both, both arms, don't you? So, yeah, when you're in a side plank position, it's like holding a lockout with 137 kilo, 136 kilos okay. bench press, but just for one arm. Does that make sense? Right. Is that 70% of like whatever? 70%, 70% times two. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I've, I've, like I say, I've, I found it, I found it really, really tough. But what was, what's been hardest for me is leaving the session, especially if we do an evening one. There's the one that's on a Thursday evening. I think I'm going to keep on, keep on doing because I'm particularly like that. I'll see you there. But I need to go to work after that, and I'm like, just yeah, I'm so like just zoned out and just chilled and just ready I'd probably have the best night's sleep mm-hmm. if I was able to just go straight home and go to sleep afterwards but I can't I need to wind myself back up to go and stand on the front door of a club which is probably the opposite the exact of, opposite yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> spiral yourself down and then bring yourself back but up you probably deal with that better like, for sure yeah, well, I mean there's so. the benefits it's just it's like I say it would be nice if they did like a like an 11pm class or something yeah, like that, you know and then you can just that would, I would just fall asleep in it I think yeah it would be <laughs> but the, when you're in one of some of those positions and the guy the guy teaching the class would occasionally say, like, try to just let go of the feeling of this being painful. Mm-hmm. And you have moments of like, actually, yeah, like, I can get through. I'm just telling myself this is really uncomfortable. If I just try sink, and forget sink about into that. it a little bit. Yeah, which is a weird it way says, to let think go about. of the story that you're telling yourself that, about. Yeah, that, it, that, this, that this hurts or that this is hard. So then I think when they say, like, take this off the mat and go and take the lesson into your life, I suppose mm. it's like when you encounter When you hold on to an emotion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've done. The first two sessions I'd done were to do with forward folds, which I have, like, we're mostly moving whatever that is. What's that? 
like that plane, whatever that what plane is. That? Hip flexion, just yeah. Like, do you mean like sagittal longitudinal? For I, I think forward folding probably. Right, fine. That <laughs> most of them were that. Then we did one that was hip openers, like two weeks later, and it would appear I have no hip mobility at all. So that was the one where I really, really felt I was like the first couple. I was like, oh yeah, this is sort of fairly all right. I can kind of get my head around this a little bit. And then the other one was when I'd done that Monday midday class. Yeah, it was just, I was in a world of hurt. I haven't done, I've only done two, but both of them felt very, very similar. And there was lots of like lying on my back and extending my legs and Did trying to do the abs bit. Did you do the abs yeah. bit. It's really like, hard. Fuck me. Like <laughs> so hard. difficult. I, you know, when I text you saying, will I be able to squat tomorrow? And you were like, oh yeah, no problem. I couldn't squat the next day. Really? Yeah. Because sure. it was so like my, just my. How much tension you put on. Yeah. In just different places. It's challenging, I think, because it's we're yeah we're used to training in specific planes mm. with high speed, lots of power. Not we haven't like really developed with a barbell in a certain range of motion doing a certain thing. Mm. And then your legs are heavier than Doris, who's also holding the same position. So you're... effortlessly, <laughs> Doris is doing the is advanced a, variation. Is, is there an argument that if you've been lifting for a while, so that you have more muscular strength? When it comes to then applying that muscular strength to a contraction, like they ask you to, you put your legs up, you've got mm. knees above the hips on your back, and then feet out, and then you're pulling the belly button down into the floor. I'm going to guess if you have more muscle, you're more capable of contracting your own abdominal muscles down. So that means the stronger you are almost, the more, more the energy more you, can, you can pull into yourself. Yeah. So this is Stuart McGill's argument for why lifters can get back pain, or why strength isn't necessarily a... Um, a protective factor in back pain because it's more causing the pain <clears throat> well so so like if for, yeah as you said like if a muscle cramps up there's more muscle and it's stronger to cramp up so yeah. it hurts more but also when a lifter is doing lots of cleans and deadlifts and snatches and things they've slowly over time caused the fibers of the spinal erectors to change from what they're designed for so endurance postural uh, oxidative fibers into glycolytic fast twitch power producing fibers mm. and because you've changed the structure of those muscles they're not as resilient to <clears throat> what was designed as their original Perfect. function so mm. to maintain your posture so you lose spinal endurance and therefore in place of power yeah so you're more likely to then injure yourself or and and then you start using your spine more than your glutes for example that's so interesting that's crazy to think that you you well I guess that there's a there's a happy medium between the two isn't it you don't just want to lie in a bed all day well his solution is just do stuff that requires some spinal endurance you know bird dogs and all all the annoying stuff that's like sucks there's like a set of fifteen count yeah does it just about he he recommends side planks and bird dogs for like up to twelve seconds but going for mm. Max contraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a Dean Somerset thing as well. Okay. Because I used to, normally I would do like a plank for 10 minutes. Know, I'll hold this as long as I can. Mm-hmm. But the I went to see a local guy who does ART. He was like, do side planks, max contraction for 10 seconds. So much harder. Wasn't related at all. But yeah. It's true though, because yeah. like doing planks as hard as you can. Like when, when really people difficult. are like, oh, I can plank for five minutes, it's like you're probably just like resting on your joints. Just like bone than, on bone. Yeah. 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 Like, you can make a plank or any abs movement as hard as you want to. Mm. Uh, anyway, New Year's resolutions. Chris. Probably had the worst year of training in terms of actually training that I've had in quite a while because all of the stuff with our business took off quite a lot this year. Had a lot more 
time that I needed to spend in the office. However, the issue was that there was a lot of change for me. So we were, I went from having to look after two events a week to now looking after six. And it was just adapting to that and trying to find a solution. Um, in previous years when I've done stuff like New Year's resolutions, I've managed to stick to most of them. Um, you remember when I, I gave myself night out cards last year? I was just thinking as you were saying that, there was, it was probably about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was at yours. Mm-hmm. And I was at yours because I was your... There must be... 52 a, weeks of caffeine. No, no. I was, I was your like friend for the week. Yeah, well, 50, I was your, 52 weeks of caffeine thing. That was what Of it was. caffeine. Oh, right. 52 weeks of caffeine was what I called it. But like I a, never, coffee, a, a I coffee a week. Never, yeah. I never, completed, I never completed that because fucking work got in the way. Uh, However, I've scheduled that. So that's going to start up again this year, which is, is going to be cool. I have, that'd be hard to do. Like you, 50, might, you might have 52 friends. I'm assuming you do. But it doesn't need to be friends. It, well, it, Just I, meeting somebody for a coffee. Yeah, somebody for a coffee one, once a week between all of the different industries that we've got access to. I think it's probably not going to be too hard. And I didn't mind doing two, like people twice or three times within a year, mm. but just to try and cycle them and keep up with them and stuff like that. Mm. But out of the back of that, on a side point, that was one of the things that I did last year, which I'm going to do again this year. And out of the back of that, some of the people who I've got into consistent contact with mm-hmm. have, like, the uh, way that it's expanded my networks have gone beyond anything. Kyle Patterson from Aurora, like I now see him maybe three or four times a year to just do the exact same thing. And we'll sit and chew each other's ears off for three or four hours at a time over a few coffees or whatever, chat about whatever. And just the the experience that I get out of that and like the, the not only the enjoyment, but also the positions that it's put me into um, like socially and in terms of what we can do with the business is just, it's fantastic. So I think that that just generally is a New Year's resolution to try and see more people. So can you explain the process of the 52 weeks of caffeine? 52 weeks of simple. caffeine was just me trying to come up with a good title. It was trying to see a mate of some sort, any sort of friend or contact once a week as a minimum for the entire year. Now, I Johnny was the first one, David Breton, who's one of my friends who's a dentist who lifts a lot, was number two. Um, I can't remember who number three was. In fact, number three was uh, Kyle. And then met the guys who were behind the local watch company. Did he have a spreadsheet? He didn't have a spreadsheet. Did I have a spreadsheet yeah, of, of that? No, people. I didn't, but I'm going to do that again. So yes. I've got a little bit of accountability <laughs> this year. If if you tell them that they're part of a spreadsheet and that they're number 28, yeah. do you think they would be... Definitely reduces the value. <laughs> Definitely. Of being, like, a, being a mate. It doesn't yeah. make yeah. it seem as spontaneous and fun. No, it's not the point on their <laughs> side, but I'd like say so. That That's going to happen. But yeah, I've got, um, I've got myself a little schedule written to try and retain a little bit of sanity. So... Anyone else who's listening that works an awful lot, especially if you work for yourself, I talk a lot about this sort of amount of mental equity that you've got, which is, I guess, what motivation you define as motivation. But yeah, for me to retain my sanity, I need to do things that I enjoy and are literally just for me. When I went away, I went away traveling. I didn't know what people were supposed to do when they went away traveling. And I very quickly found out that given no responsibilities and all the time, all I really wanted to do was exercise and train and just do shit. I don't want to go and sightsee. I don't want to go and sit on a beach and drink cocktails. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to learn new movements and, and exercise because that's where I'm at in my life at the moment. And I think that realising that means that I need to try and introduce as much of that into my life normally as I can. Now we spoke about in the very first one, we spoke about trying to have moderation and trying to have like a blend of all of the different things and that eating one biscuit out of the packet super hard but eating the entire packet or eating none of them is quite easy yeah mm-hmm. and I think that that for me you know you're training all the time you're up at 7.30 but your business goes down the pan 
or you're working all the time and your training goes out the window or you're partying all the time and everything else goes out the window. That for me is how it's always been. So the only way that I can kind of defeat myself is to give myself a structure and to give myself this level of accountability. I've written my own schedule of what I'm going to do and within that schedule, there's a lot of accountability. So CrossFit's gonna start this year three times a week. Yoga's gonna start this year twice a week and it's all written around what I know my schedule's now gonna be. But obviously the issue that I encountered this year specifically was that there was so much change and it was so turbulent that I wasn't able to adapt fast enough because mm. you need to sit down, you need to go, right, what class is on when? Oh, I, what time do I need to get up? So you need to just put time in. And I think that that's something that anyone else who is going through a period of change in their schedule and in their uh, ability to be available in their life to do other, other things is something that they need to realise that that period of adaptation, you kind of just need to take it on the chin a little bit. I think it was quite easy for me to get frustrated between uh, August and now, December, when we were working a lot and I felt like I was really achieving stuff at work, but I was like, I'm going backwards with my training. I don't feel like I've got a good routine at the moment. It's really hard for me to settle into something and I don't even have the time to look at how I can fix this. You, you just can't. You need to just sort of get through the next day and get through the next day. And if you are that busy where you're doing 12-hour days every day, and then I was working until 6, 7 in the morning sometimes as well, getting back, wake up at 2 in the afternoon, like bottom of your list is research somewhere to go and do yoga and yeah. figure out how I can fit into my schedule because you just you, it's easy to just bump the next week you've got to week, yeah, yeah, yeah so for sure what, what you're talking about there is just periodizing everything in your life so yeah. that you can let work take a take the front seat for a while and mm-hmm. we like, see I, I don't like thinking about it like that I don't know why it, it's scary because it involves some element of one one dimension regressing a bit I suppose yeah, like, and it depends it's, whether you can have it's some that, it's that level of, mm. It's that acceptance of the fact that you can't do it all. Mm. And I think, mm-hmm. that, I think that that's what, what is frightening. And it's Juju Mufu who wrote a lot about periodization that I've read and I think you've read as yeah. well. And he he I, writes really nicely about it. He, he loves it, doesn't so he? Because so he stops this is a guy who's like a, a bodybuilder. He's 115 kilos shredded mm-hmm. and uh, he does acrobatics at quite a high level as well and he just flips between the two and excels at both of them. He's not like a a rubbish bodybuilder but a really good acrobat or, or vice mm. versa so when he writes about it he does just take like a month doing nothing throughout the year mm-hmm. and then splits his time between full like dedicated bodybuilding and dedicated that's acrobatics. quite an extreme example because they i think they directly oppose each other yeah but i yeah. think like the way i always think of it is if you take the things that you want to do try and include something of it in your schedule and just try and get marginal gains from that. So you're always doing everything. Maybe not the best, but you're always doing something for everything. Well, that's what you said and about then, having the lower entry barrier so that the thing that you are doing isn't such a big commitment that mm, it falls yeah. away when you... This, is, this for me is me trying to stack the deck in my favour that it's going to be easy for me to keep on doing what I'm doing. Level mm-hmm. of accountability, I think, is really, really important. It might not be for some people. I've got some of the guys that I work with and some of my friends who don't need that level of accountability, mm-hmm. don't need, wouldn't need to do a class. You could write them a workout and they'd go in and do it. But that, that isn't me. And I think conceding that over time and actually realising, sort of accounting for my own flaws or, or shortcomings in a way and then working out how I can almost capitalise on Turn them. it into a strength, yeah. yeah. I think, well, that's, that's ideal. There's no point being in denial and saying, like, oh, no, I don't need that. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, yeah. yeah. Because you're not. And I think, unfortunately, it does take a little bit of time to come to that realisation. How are you going to get your um, your mum the headspace as well? Have you, have you renewed that 
I've renewed. Day. I've renewed for the year with with Andy. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna try and get. I'm gonna try and get ten minutes in in the morning, having a good morning routine. The thing I've realised with that, the thing that changed me from not doing it to doing it, is it just, it just has to be the first thing I do. Yeah. And if it isn't, it, I just will not do it. Like there is no exception to that rule. Every time I miss the morning, I, I tell myself like oh, I'll do it before bed, and I just never do. Yeah. Because no. it's all, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go sit in that room and listen to some bald bloke told me to pay attention to my breath like no I'm not I've got stuff to do so yeah, first, it is, first it is, thing I think. it is weird isn't it the, um, that level of accountability and stuff like that I definitely need accountability I think you don't need it do you as much as me but I I need I, to be convinced by the results of something I'm before doing before you even get into it yeah which is I need, difficult so I need that's, like, that's like the leverage of... that's like the leverage of why we would do it might be I don't know, kind of like maybe there's slightly more social reasons of like seeing someone else there or, or it's booked into my time or I'm already in the car or my bag's already packed or whatever mm. it might be. Whereas you can justify it to yourself, but you, you need yourself to justify but it to you in advance. The problem is that's circular because then yeah. you have to do it before it produces the results to actually But you going, you so. went to a swimming pool for two hours a day <laughs> for two weeks. Like there's no way I would do that. No, no way. And I don't think you wouldn't either. But that's unless, just I'm unless really... you were there as well. <laughs> Every day well. for two hours, I'm like, oh, well, I can't. Well, we've got to go and do it. Yeah, like yeah. I told Chris, I'd do that. So that's just because I'm so gullible that. Well, well, no, because it's it's something you can when you aren't being weird with it, <laughs> you can leverage it to you in your favour. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that you're gonna know something about this, but what are some of the ways that you think people can help uh, can assist themselves with sticking to New Year's resolutions? Like, will there be some studies about the... Yeah, so uh, James Clear is the, the guy to, to look he's out the for boy, this stuff. He's the boy. He is the boy when for it habits. When comes to habits, yeah. But um, I, I'm not a fan of the idea of a New Year's resolution because motivation is so fleeting and things... It's, I think momentum is the biggest thing where you're, you're gaining... You're developing small habits that gather momentum as a, as a rolling rolling ball of... Uh, Picks up moss. What's the... Yeah, is that is that the Rolling Stone gathers no more? Oh, well, that's that's not the right expression, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, um, the the accumulation of your small habits that build up, and I think um, it's it's a long term process of just slowly bolting things on once you've gained momentum with each subsequent habit. Mm-hmm. James Clear talks about dropping the barriers to entry as much as possible, so that um, rather than saying I'm going to meditate for an hour a day and sticking to it for three days and then falling off the wagon making it so low that you feel like a dick if you don't do it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to meditate for one minute every day and then you do it for 10 days and you're like, no, I can bolt on another minute and so on. Mm-hmm. He also says to stack your habit onto something else. So meditate with your morning coffee so that it sticks onto something else. You already do have your morning coffee or you mm-hmm. already brush your teeth every day. So that's something that's already there. And then you can start building these like 10 piece stacks that, are just much more effortless than trying to... It's like building things on top of... The thing that James Clear talks about is like, look at your day. You already have things that happen every day, no matter what. Like, you always wake up. You never miss that. Well, most people never miss that. So attach something to that. So that's what I did with meditation. But for me, the one minute thing doesn't work because I had no way of attaching a reward to that. If I meditate for one minute, like, okay. You thought it was just such a waste. It's so arbitrary. And it's going to be so long before I get the, an amount of time that actually means anything. So when Yusuf said do it for 30 minutes right <laughs> and and you tell me then that you don't feel any different I'm like so challenge reward because I get to say to him like I did it for 30 minutes for 10 days mm. fuck you yeah fuck you don't dare insult me again <laughs> and then by the end of it I'd got that I was convinced 
but it's still it's like the other thing that I've got respect for now is just people talk about like oh 30 days new habit like bullshit like I've been meditating on and off since you said that to me which is the start of November yeah 5th of November and I've only just started to create decent consistency with it like I've had days where I didn't do it so the biggest um, motivator for me now in meditating is weirdly the the cost of not doing it mm, yeah the, when you have it when you do it consistently you have a day when you don't you're like ah this is how it feels no, there's such yeah. a difference it, one day I can get away with and then two three four it's days it's like sleep sleep deprivation isn't it oh, you yeah. can have a night about sleep and feel okay two and you're like it starts to stay yeah. it's cumulative isn't it in fact it's a very similar sense of when you haven't slept very well to if you haven't meditated in a while that you're running much more on autopilot you're much it's easier for people to push your buttons you mm. run into just automatic behaviours I get like I had this early t- today actually I was driving like when you I, I it's weird I have thoughts of like oh yeah I meditated this morning I don't know why but that crops in my head mm-hmm. and then when that happens I'm like reminded to like mm-hmm. feel the chair and feel my head on the headrest and I notice like I've got all this I'm like tensing my abs and like I'm like tight I'm like why am I doing that mm-hmm. and then you and you're relaxing you're like bloody hell that feels so much different we want to develop no unnecessary tension (laughs) Yusuf just being weird (laughs) (laughs) that's a reference to the Kit Lachlan podcast oh is it which was fantastic mentioned a few times fantastic if you haven't heard it you must it's really really good I think it's got the best feedback for any podcast we've done so far even more than the erections and fedoras fedoras. well I mean the bar was set very high milady with the habits thing though like with new year's resolutions I think like people hear someone go like oh I meditate every day and they're like wow that sounds cool I want to meditate every day it's pointless if you don't have a reason for wanting to do it I don't think everyone should meditate I I realise this whole podcast probably sounds like a a big advert for it but Mm. like it's not for everyone if you're not not drawn to it don't don't do it I just I want to feel calmer when I'm I have a tendency to just get absolutely swept away before I'm just in a hurricane Mm of thoughts and I just want that to stop because I don't like it <laughs> and meditating <laughs> yeah. like I get to the end of the day and I'm like I haven't done anything today and I've spent the whole day fighting things that have popped up on my laptop or texts mm-hmm. and I didn't enjoy a moment of that mm-hmm. and if you meditate it just gives you a little a second of like clarity oh, I'm not going to do that you remove yourself from and that's it that's the only reason I do it mm-hmm. it's just a trendy thing isn't it same with yoga Very trendy. I don't know I, well, it depends on who you are because like it's yoga's not all that trendy for guys like mid 20s like us I think in the fitness community it is is it mm. is it really is it is it it hasn't reached it reached its critical I don't mass think yet. it has you don't think so I think I think if you were able to if you were able to rebrand yoga as something that wasn't yoga but still do inward and outward focus stuff that cu- that's coupled with mobility I Viper, reckon Viper Force yeah do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean yeah like motion thought or something like that like you know if you if you did that I honestly think that you'd be you'd be laughing but because Mm. yoga like I thought at the time I thought a year ago when I was chatting to Yusuf about it I was like I'd be really really good I need to work on my mobility I really want to meditate as well Mm. he was like mate that's yoga yeah (laughs) oh fuck yeah I just thought it was I just thought it was like that thing that Yusuf has on the wall there yeah the only decoration in my room it's a it's a yoga sequence and he sent me that I'm like oh doing this what yeah. a waste of time yeah and it's in, is it is that Gary Weber yeah yeah so that's like a meditative connection to yoga mm-hmm. and I I just couldn't because mm-hmm. I just think I'm not you downward dog like what's that hamstring stretch yeah <laughs> yeah 
like I'll just stretch my hamstrings. So we, we were saying that the other day that if you approach yoga in the same way, being like, oh, well, if I do this yoga routine, that's going to be rubbish for hypertrophy. Like, yes, of course it is because it's not <laughs> designed for hypertrophy. Like if you want to hypertrophy your triceps, go and do four sets of 15 extensions. But this is, I think if you approach it in the same way or looking to get out of it, what you would get out of any kind of exercise, then mm-hmm. it's you're not going to get the benefit from it. It's just quite a cool like hour of doing something else, I think. It is. Yeah. Like, Incidentally, speaking of university bans at the very beginning, there was another university that banned yoga because it was offensive, because it was cultural appropriation, so they had to rename it Mindful Stretching. Okay. Okay, yeah. That sounds better to me. I'd rather go to a mindful well, stretching yeah, class. Made me think of the Viper Force thing. Like, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the motion force. Motion force. <laughs> if it increased or decreased the attendance. It needs some kind of like big bold claim as well, doesn't it? Like a supplement marketing man to get a hold of it. Like the go. fittest on earth. Like the yeah. most thoughtful yeah. on earth. <laughs> if T Nation can get a hold of yoga, of yoga, and, yeah. And stick and it, put it in a shiny a, bottle. One of those Christian blue, blue shiny bottles. Team of I I threshold. <laughs> yoga positions <laughs> what are your new year's res- new year new year what are your new year's resolutions Yusuf it's all process focused so slowly just building momentum with different things rather than uh, one one day of the year where we say right I'm going to it's, it's interesting what you said about um, that you think it's sort of cumulative over time and that you with motivation and creating new habits and stuff it should be something that you don't try and catalyze with one one particular action i.e. your new year's resolution for me i have i have to do that like it's it's necessary for me to do it i need to have a period where i'm like right i'm gonna sit down i'm going to try and plan the year maybe i'll only stick to it for two weeks so actually you're right yeah so last week we did a or a couple of weeks ago we did a podcast on separating planning from execution and having a week every 90 day block where you do just stop and take focus as you said and mm-hmm. and plan out what you want to achieve over the next 12 weeks or 90 days and mm-hmm. in each of the domains of your life and Johnny and I yesterday made a pact to focus on deep work basically on, on focused work either project based stuff or in Johnny's case working between 9 and 5 and then going home and being able Turn to just off. relax I'm not gonna be able to do it. and it was the same thing he, he, he said exactly nice what you to, said nice to consider like, we get home at you get home at five PM and you're like I don't know what to do with myself mm-hmm. because we're so used to just working mm-hmm. and then I think yeah as you said that's when you maybe discover what you actually enjoy doing yeah well I don't I've, I have no idea what I enjoy doing <laughs> but I know I I um I've pieced together quite like I'm excited for this year it's one of the first years that I've actually gone into having New Year's resolutions that's not been stuff like Chris stop drinking all the time or mm. like like just just shit stuff like I'm looking forward to doing some new stuff like new exercising uh yoga crossfit got like a good schedule with that it pieces in with work quite nicely and i think that hopefully providing myself that framework will then begin to let me feed it back to myself Mm. that i can have a balanced life have you watched have either of you watched westworld no right well anyone who's listening i implore you to watch westworld it's unbelievable there's only one season of it it's been on hbo it's fantastic it's done by uh directed by the same guy who did Lost I think either directed or produced by him. and it's absolutely fantastic and they talk about in that they talk about the bicameral mind which is um, primitive man thought that his thoughts were the words of the gods so that inner voice was that so the way that these guys they basically tried to create call them androids or robots they gave them an inner voice that inner voice was their creators 
and what it was done was it was given to them in the hopes that over time they would listen to the voice sufficiently that they would then just be a, begin feeding it back to themselves. And that's the bicameral mind. One is the creator and one is them. Right. And over time it does that. And in a weird way, I'm hoping that I think the structure that I provide for myself will then, I'll start to feed back to myself that I have structured a variety into my day or into my week. Mm. And that over time I will accept more variety knowing that <clears throat> that natural sort of flux of, of, of not just having the same routine is there's enjoyable. A, there's a part of the thing that we were speaking about yesterday that our coach has us try and consider is like similar to what you're saying to framework whereby you have half a day, half a day during the week that you don't work. So you try and work four and a half days a week and you do nothing like phone off, laptop off during the work week. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then one day of the weekend where you have no technology at all and then one weekend a month Chris is visibly recording visibly yeah uh, he's going to <laughs> shock yeah. uh, one weekend a month where you go somewhere do something mm-hmm. one week a quarter where you try and disconnect go somewhere like go on holiday mm-hmm. and it's similar to what you're saying about like making it a like the 52 weeks of caffeine thing mm-hmm. is just a game yeah. to try and see more people we need that circle. as a game as well because we're, we're all the personality types that will we'll just ram our heads against a ball and just keep working and, unless mm. there's a way to turn you, it you need a way to win don't you you, you, yeah. need, you need a way to like so your schedule you'll win if you like three Do months in you're stuck to it and you're like yes get in you know yeah. and even even though the actual effects of the schedule are nothing to do with that mm-hmm. you, or the way you measure it could it, be anything it could be yeah. I could be I could be choosing to go and paint Paint on a Monday at nine AM. You know what I mean. Go dog walking on uh, midday and all the rest. Mm. Of it. The fact you've chosen to and it's variety, and you're able to. I think the, var- I think the variety is really important, especially if a lot of the work that you do is office based or, or technology based. Like, I, I, you've got me, to have something to, mm, to totally to counteract it. Yeah, and I think that something really social. You know, arguably the job that I do, which is club promoting, it is incredibly social. But even that now is becoming incredibly detached. We're sat in an office, we're just we're speaking to people and sorting everything out via a computer. Yeah, we'll spend a little bit of time on the, on the front door of a club. But even then you're in your own bubble because mm. you've got your own tasks and your own processes that you need to get through. And really the other people that go past are just, they're just traffic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you, you say hello, you, you, you have a bit of a, a chat to them, but it's nothing meaningful because you're there as a, a service droid to get them into the club or to deal with whatever inquiry it is that they've done and then you get them inside and I think that having something that does take you out of that a little bit and keep you more social and stuff like that um, is is pretty important I imagine it's quite social on a very shallow level it's just brief it's just very fleeting Mm. a lot of the guys who come down to the clubs you know yourselves like I don't see Yusuf an awful lot but I get to (laughs) see you at some of our events I get to see Kyle and you know a lot of my who are class is really really good friends but it's so hectic and it's so manic. What is probably considered one of the most social jobs that you can have of being a club promoter mm. actually doesn't end up being all that social because most of the time you're cashing up a till, mm-hmm. you're trying to deal with a, three queues of 100 people outside of the front door of a bunch of venues and you're trying to coordinate that and deal with the door staff and deal with this, that and the other. Um, well, your work is most people's break from work. Like it's most people's escape. Uh-huh. That's, your, that's when you need to be... Like on, on the other side of it, yeah, which yeah. kind of means that unfortunately you never really get to switch off. But mm. by the same token, you know, we were saying the other day we went to go and see the new Reebok CrossFit gym, mm. and uh, as we were being shown around by the owner, Jordan, he said, Well, there's like a massive chill out area, which is huge, like being the most cafes. Mm. Um, and he's like, We're gonna have dedicated Wi Fi just for this area. 
And both of us at the time said, well, I'm just going to come in here and work. Mm-hmm. Like if I've trained or whatever, like I'm grab a shower and I can crack out, it? crack out an hour or a couple of hours of work in a nice environment where there's other people there and you can sit and chat to someone for like five minutes, 10 minutes over a coffee mm. and then get back to doing some work. Or you can just throw your headphones in and completely zone out, but you're still just in a nice environment. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think just to, to wrap things up, it seems like the theme is um at least for us like having some time to go to swimming pool to, to go, to go to <laughs> to, yeah to, to counterbalance what we're doing already and um what's that quote that you can't breathe in all the time you have to breathe out once in a while mm. so not if you're underwater not if yeah except if you're underwater then don't <laughs> then do not breathe in then end up on some kind of horrible horrible list with other men <laughs> who do similar things <laughs> Yeah, so we're very keen to hear what your New Year's resolutions are, if you have any, or if you take more of a process-focused habit approach as well. If you want to learn how to not get kicked out of swimming pool, then just ask me. Don't speak to you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, speak to you guys next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.